1: All right, Mike Heck here for MMAFighting.com with some big news on this Tuesday afternoon. UFC president Dana White appeared on ESPN's first take this morning and announced that UFC 251 will take place July 11th on Fight Island, featuring not one, not two, but three world title fights, confirming a report from ESPN's Ariel Hawani on Monday night. Now, headlining UFC 251 will be a welterweight title fight between Kamara Usman and his teammate, the surging Gilbert Burns. In addition, a featherweight title rematch will go down on July 11th as well as Alexander Volkanovski makes his first title defense against the man he dethroned to become the champion, Max Holloway. And the Bantamweight division will hopefully crown a new champion as Piotr Jan will take on the longtime former featherweight champion, Jose Aldo. Dana White also provided information on this mystical Fight Island that we've been hearing about for the last two months or so, and confirmed a report from Brazilian outlet Combate on Saturday that it will happen in Abu Dhabi, Yaz Island, to be exact. And with that, it's going to be a very busy July on Fight Island. Not only will the UFC be in action with UFC 251 on the 11th, but there will be events on the 15th, the 18th, and the 25th. As if that wasn't enough... Dana White also announced a fourth title fight during his brief appearance on First Take, announcing that Steve Miocic will defend his heavyweight title against Daniel Cormier. The trilogy is set. DC's final fight of his storied career is signed, sealed, and delivered. A big news day on this Tuesday. And joining me to react to all this news, MMA Fighting's Jose Youngs. Jose Good to see you, sir. This is one of those days where I wish we recorded between the links a day later. But there was a lot of news dropped by Dana White this morning. UFC 251 is going to take place on Fight Island, Yaz Island, and Abu Dhabi. Three title fights headlined by Kamar Usman defending his welterweight title against Gilbert Burns. Let's start there. We have teammate versus teammate. Kamar Usman has looked unbeatable throughout most of his UFC career since coming off the Ultimate Fighter. He got tested for the first time against Colby Covington, overcame some adversity for the first time in a long time, taking on Gilbert Burns. And I just want to throw this out there because I looked at this this morning for those who aren't aware. In August of 2019, less than a year ago, Gilbert Burns was fighting Alexei Kunchenko at UFC Uruguay. So he goes from Conchenko to a title shot in less than a year. What a story this has become. Your thoughts on this main event for UFC two fifty one.
0: I mean I feel like it's been a narrative that we've seen a lot lately, especially with like like Anthony Smith and Tiago Santos come to mind. Like like in what in one like Tiago Santos like or Anthony Smith like loses at middleweight and like I can't remember the exact date and then he jumps up to light heavyweight. And then all like one year later he's fighting John Jones same as like Thiago Santos like he jumps up at light heavyweight as like a replacement and then just keeps winning and then gets a title and then gets a title fight with John Jones so uh, you don't really see it a lot in the lighter weight classes I think Cody Garbrandt had a pretty fast rise but it's not like he was like he wasn't in the UFC for so like like Gilbert Burns and these guys were for so long he was like this hot prospect that comes in and gets all this steam and then works his way up to a title fight so Yeah, it's the the precedent has been there the last few weeks, but not in lighter weight. It's in these lighter weight classes. So uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm not surprised. It's Gilbert Burns. I've said this a few times because Gilbert Burns is one of those guys that'll fight anyone, anytime, anywhere. And the UFC uh, tends to do those kind of guys favors or uh, looks looks fondly on them when it comes to matchmaking. So uh, I'm not I'm not surprised that the one that that pulls this off is Gilbert Burns.
1: There's two other title fights in this card, but in terms of what fight is the headliner, just to throw this out there, Ariel Hawani did tweet out earlier today that the UFC tried one last time on Monday to book Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, but they couldn't come to terms with Masvidal. So Burns gets this fight, gets a huge opportunity. He's also pissed off a lot of fighters, probably Masvidal. Nate, uh, Nate Diaz had some things to say about it. With that said... Did the UFC get this correct in terms of what title fight is going to headline this card? I mean,
0: yeah, I don't mean, the, I mean, they're not going to have a vacant title headline, which would be Aldo Jan. They're not going to have a, like the rematch between Volkanovski and Holloway is, is great. Like that's an awesome fight, but it's a rematch with Holloway losing and Gilbert Burns has been on fire lately. He's, Usman is 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 the higher weight class because, like historically, outside of Conor McGregor fights, the heavier weight class usually always headlines. Even like you saw, Ronda Rousey was the co-main event for two middleweight title fights uh, for Anderson Silva Weidman two, and then Weidman Machida. Uh, So the precedent is there again. So no, I I mean, so yeah, I think it's not that it's right or wrong. It's just that's how it's always been outside of Conor
1: McGregor fights. Good point. And Alexander Volkanovski versus Max Holloway too, like you mentioned, is set for this card for the featherweight title. Volkanovsky won the title at UFC 245 against Holloway via unanimous decision. Holloway, at least in my opinion, because there are some people who still say that they thought Holloway won that fight, and I thought he was just a step behind throughout most of that fight. Yeah. It happens to fighters all the time. One, you know, there's a fight you just you, you just aren't mentally there for. Maybe this is the one, but. This was definitely the fight to make, in my opinion. I don't think anybody else in that great division has jumped past Max Holloway at this point. So I guess my question is can this fight go any differently than the first one?
0: I mean, definitely. Max Holloway is one of the greatest fighters who's not just one of the greatest featherweights ever, one of the greatest fighters of all time. It's him and Aldo are the two greatest featherweights. I mean, I personally still kind of put Aldo number one. Uh, for, for, and Holl- it's, it's hard to say. I go back and forth in my mind a lot, but, uh, yeah, this was the right move to make. Uh, Max Holloway is proving he's one, has one of the fight highest fight IQs ever. Uh, I mean, he, he was one of these guys that like, you see the Gilbert Burns fight, like we talked about Gilbert Burns will just fight everyone. Max Holloway did that and he did it all the way to, to beating Aldo twice in a row. So, yes, if anyone can pull like make adjustments and reclaim his title, it's Max Holloway. So, uh I I favor Volkanovski in the rematch, but Holloway it's it's
1: you don't you can't count off out a fighter or a former champion like Holloway. Absolutely. That was not meant to disparage Max Holloway at all, but that's just kind of what everyone's talking about right now. And then we got Piotr Jan versus Jose Aldo for the vacant Bantamweight title. And I think you guys all know my thoughts on this piece of business at this point. Aljamain Sterling should 1,000% be in the spot or even be the damn champion after Saturday night's win over Corey Sanhagen. But to quote the great Max Holloway... It is what it is. Jan versus Aldo. We will have a new champion, hopefully for the love of God, on July 11th. It is a fun fight on paper, Jose. You've said this many times. Great martial arts fight. I just don't feel this should be a title fight with Jose Aldo involved, especially coming off of two losses, one of which was at 135 and losing five out of his last eight.
0: Uh, yeah, if we're talking about who deserves fight the fight, the fight, it's Aljamain Sterling. He should be he should be fighting Peter Yan anyway. But uh, at the end of the day. We don't, MMA doesn't make sense. And we've talked about this a lot. They are prize fighters after all. Like, do you think Aljermaine Sterling, after his performance against Corey Sanhagen, uh, he's the winner of, of Jan Aldo is going to like, Aldo's already a megastar. He has a whole country behind him. Piotr Jan, if he beats Jose Aldo, the greatest featherweight of all time and gets that notch on his belt is a megastar, Uh, especially in Russia. Where Habib is is looked at as a national hero, especially because Russia can't go to the World Cup. They can't go to the Olympics because of the doping ban. So if Aljamain Sterling gets to fight the winner of Aldo Jan, which we all agree he's going to, that is a bigger deal than if Aldo just fought Jan. I feel like Aldo and Jan getting a win over each other makes that fight against Aljamain that much more important. So, yes, devil's advocate. Sterling should not even be in this position. He should be fighting for the title anyway. There's an argument that he deserved the title shot over Jan to be over like if they were if someone goes Jan or Al, Aljo right like before Corey San there's an argument that Alger deserved the shot against Aldo over Jan. Uh, because he's put together such such a he beat Jimmy Rivera first and he's beat Pedro Munoz. He's beat all these guys uh, impressively. So but Jones is gonna make a lot more money if he fights the winner, or he, not more money, but he's gonna—it's—he's it, gonna get more shine off of fighting someone who beat between Aldo and Jan after they beat one and whoever wins that fight. So I'll play devil's advocate again. I just really like that fight. I don't even care that it's for a title. I just want to see on Jose Aldo throw down.
1: So for two months now, we've been talking about Fight Island. We're building this vision in our heads of what it could be. And it seems like it was like a roller coaster ride. Like Dana White threw out all these things. We all sort of ran with it. And then it seemed like in the last couple of weeks, he was like, ah, you guys are picturing the, me sitting up on a beach in a Hawaiian shirt watching all these fights. That's not what it's going to look like. And then it was revealed it was it was Yas Island, Abu Dhabi. And we got to see some graphics. We got to see some photos of the island on social media. What do you grade the look and execution after seeing what you've seen so far?
0: Um, I should have should have been expected. Remember when uh, Habib flew to Abu Dhabi and then he got stuck and then he, there was no fight and then he flew back to Russia and got stuck? Like that should have been clue number one that they were already keying in on Abu Dhabi to begin with. Uh, so I haven't really looked. I, I want to see what it looks like, but like I've, we've seen fights on Abu Dhabi before. We know what it's going to look like. So the so the UFC is putting it on a beach with no fans. Like, neat. I want to see it first. Uh, not surprised, and I'm not disappointed because as soon as they announced it, I was like, oh yeah, duh. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't? Why didn't I think it would be? Why wasn't Abu Dhabi higher up on my list of possibilities given uh, the Habib situation where he was literally flying there already to fight Tony Ferguson? So, um, I indifferent. Just, in, I mean, that's that's been my answer for so many of these UFC shows. Like, I, it's hard to have an emotion over the UFC because in a month, the all of these title fights could just be off. That's where we're at in the world right now.
1: So you're giving it an incomplete right now. Yeah. Uh, TBD, to be <laughs> determined. <laughs> and then on top of all this news, Stipe versus DC3 yeah. is a done deal for August 15th at UFC 252. Last fight of Daniel Cormier's career, Stipe returns the favor to give him the trilogy fight. I'm really looking forward to this one because I'm the storyline guy, Jose, and this one checks every single box for me.
0: Yeah, I think it's, 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 we've, we've, I remember when the first JDS Kane trilogy was happening, it was like, this is for the greatest heavyweight of all time. And then Kane just like, just battered him for two fights. And like, that's the greatest heavyweight of all time. Uh, Those second two fights weren't competitive at all. It was Kane just destroyed him. Uh, the first fight between DC and Stipe was quick, so it wasn't really a fight. It was a 1st round knockout. The second fight, DC was winning, and then Stipe adjusted and started going to the bodies And w- once DC stopped uh, relying on his wrestling. So that was pretty competitive. I think this third fight is going to be one of the most competitive, is going to be the most competitive heavyweight title fight we've seen in a very long time. Because if you even look back at the last few, like pre-trilogy, between pre-DC Stipe, it's like Stipe just... For, like had a not didn't cruise because no one cruises against francis gano but i think it's we can all agree stipe there's no question he won that fight it wasn't like there was a close fight after outside after that first round and then he kos jds he kos over he kos verdum so it's like stipe is having all these uh quick performances and uh dominant wins and then he gets in this trilogy with dc and every fight gets more and more competitive so just going off of history, I think D.C. Stipe, or steep Miocic versus Daniel Cormier Part 3 is going to be one of the most, if not the most competitive heavyweight title fights we have ever seen as fight fans. And it is 100% the right fight to make. I'm glad it's one year uh, after in August because they fought in July and then they fought in August and then they're fighting again, so uh, August again. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for this fight. And there's an argument that this could be the greatest heavyweight of all time. Whoever wins this fight is the greatest UFC heavyweight of all time, and then of course, if Daniel Cormier retires, Stepe can surpass him if he if he keeps racking up wins. Uh, but it's there's a lot of stories going into this fight.
1: Yeah, I'm just glad they they didn't strip Stepe or anything like that no, that was being discussed and that would have been well. A if they were gonna,
0: strip, I, I've said this before. If they were gonna strip Stepe just simply to keep the division rolling. And because he couldn't train and he had his all, it would be the worst decision. It would be optically the worst decision to strip Stipe uh, as a first responder during a pandemic. But if you're going to strip him and then he gets the immediate title fight right away, pay him the same amount as if he was – pay him as if he was champion still. Like don't take – don't strip him and then take money away from him because at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure Stipe would like, like – now that he has a family – if he doesn't have the belt due to a pandemic, but he gets to p- get paid the same amount on his return, I think Steve that would be a little less of a salt in the wound for Steve Bay.
1: But you, yeah, but Dana White cannot come out. Oh, he and, can't. He can't come out and be like, listen, if you, if these guys don't want to fight during a pandemic, they don't have to. Like, we right. support them 100% and then strip Steve of the title. That would have been yeah. terrible. It would have been, the,
0: uh, optically, it would have been one of the worst things. Like, <laughs> I know Dan, Dana White doesn't care. But after going on that rant about they don't have to fight and then stripping a first responder for not fighting, that would be the worst. But again, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. Would you be surprised? I wouldn't.
1: (laughs) It <laughs> not surprise me anymore. This is crazy. This whole day doesn't surprise me. It's no. been bananas, Jose. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. There's, there's, well now there's reports out there that Habib and Justin Gaethje is in the works for September 19th at UFC 253. I mean, with that said, the A-Side live chat tomorrow is going to be out of control. Is it not? Honestly,
0: if they decided that every single fight card was canceled in July just to save Habib and it off and Justin Gaethje, I'd be like, yeah. All right. I can get behind that. Like, just give me that fight. I want that fight so badly. That, That is, I was thinking about it, I'm like, I know I really want Korean Zombie and Brian Ortega. Gaethje and Habib might pass it for, like, my most wanted fight. God, I want that fight so bad.
1: You could have booked that a year in advance, and like, like they did with The Rock and John Cena. I would have been fine with that. Like, just just, be, bubble wrap him for a year. Let him that's train and then too, bubble wrap him back that's, up. That's... That's too many,
0: that's too much, uh, too much. We saw that when they, when they announced Tony and Habib and Tony in November, like it was November and they announced it for April. We're all like, it's a lot of time for something to happen. And then none of us expected it to be a pandemic, but look what happened.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. So I, I take back that last thing I said, but make sure you uh, check out the a tomorrow. Make sure you go back and listen to Between the Links as well. We recorded that yesterday. That dropped this morning. And stay locked to MMAfighting.com as this news cycle just continues to burst over these last 12 hours or so. I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. So for Jose Young's, I am Mike Heck. Have a great rest of the day, everybody.